Greetings, family, and welcome to another service at Graceway. It's always a pleasure to stand before you and share God's Word. We continue our series on bold as a lion. This is lifted from Proverbs chapter 28, verse 1, which says, The wicked flee when no one pursues them, but the rushes are bold as a lion. We are the rushes of God. We receive the righteousness of God as a free gift. We do not earn it. We are therefore expected by God to be bold as a lion. We are expected by God to live a courageous life. We are expected to live a fearless life. We are expected to live a daring life. That is why many times in the Bible, God would send an angel or God would send a word and say to someone, command someone, be strong and courageous, fear not. David one time prayed to God and in Psalm 138 verse 3, the Bible there says, I called upon you and you heard me, you answered me and you made me bold and you made me bold. God desires us to live a life that is bold, a life that is courageous, and we continue on the series. Today, I want to speak about being bold in your imagination. Being bold in your imagination. And I've titled today's message, Stretch Your Imagination. In other words, let loose your imagination. The title is Stretch Your Imagination. Take someone, invite someone to join you, listen to this message. Stretch your imagination. Today, I want to challenge you to stretch your imagination. I want to challenge you to let loose your imagination. God expects us to stretch our imagination. God gave us the ability to imagine things for a purpose. And today, I am encouraging you. Today, I am challenging all of us to stretch our imagination. Glory to you, Jesus. You'll recall when you were a child how wild your imagination went. Your imagination had no limit. Your imagination had no boundaries. In your imagination, nothing was impossible. Whatever you thought you could be, you imagine it. You imagine yourself growing up being a teacher. You imagine yourself growing up and being a pilot. You imagine yourself growing up and being a king. You imagine yourself owning so many things. Nothing limited you in your vocation vocabulary of imagination, the word impossible did not exist. Anything that you thought you could do, you imagined it. You imagine yourself lifting mountains. You imagine yourself fighting lions. There are so many things that as a child, you imagine yourself doing. You imagine yourself achieving because when you were a young person, there were no limitations. There were no boundaries. Nothing was impossible in terms of what you could imagine. It's interesting that Jesus one time says, truly I say to you, anyone who does not receive the kingdom of God like a child, 
will not enter the kingdom of God. We are expected to receive the kingdom of God like a child. That is why when you are a child, you could imagine things. There were no limits. Also, Jesus here says, truly, I tell you, anyone, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never have it. It's interesting because here Jesus says you need to be like a child. You need to be like a little child to receive the kingdom of God. That is why I am reminding you, child of God, that when you were a child, there was nothing that limited what you could imagine. There were no boundaries. Even to receive the kingdom of God, you need to be like a little child. It is that simple. All you need to do is receive it. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to work for it. You just need to receive Receive it by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. So when you then grew, when you then grew as a child, the world started creating boundaries in terms of what you could imagine. The world started creating limitations in terms of what you could imagine. The world started sharing words like, this cannot be real. The world started sharing statements with you that don't count your chickens before your eggs hatch. The world started saying to you, it cannot happen. It cannot be so. If it is too good to be true, it is too good to be a reality. The world said, be real, young man. The world said, stop being excited. The world said, stop being too imaginary. And you started to shut down. You started to limit the extent in which you could imagine. Today, I am here to encourage you. Today, I am here to challenge you that stretch your imagination. Go back to your days of childhood when nothing was impossible in terms of your imagination. Your imagination had no boundaries. Your imagination had no limitations. I'm saying to you, child of God, for you to be bold, it needs to start on the inside. You need to imagine yourself being bold. You need to start stretching your imagination. You need to start using your imagination to create positiveness. You need to start using your imagination not to create negative thoughts, not to create negative ideas, visions, or whatever, but use your mind to imagine good things. Use your mind creatively. Glory to you, Jesus. Instead of using your mind for positive creativity, we began to use our mind to analyze. We began to be critical. We began to analyze things, and it was either we were critical 
or we were analyzing. And whenever we used our mind to imagine things, it was imagining the negative things. It was imagining the things that we do not want to happen in our lives. And I am here this morning to encourage you to stretch your imagination. I am here this morning, child of God, to say let loose your imagination. Use your mind to imagine the goodness of God. Use your mind to create the things that you want in your life. Child of God, let me just pause here for a moment and say to you, my message is not about fantasy. My message is not about the law of attraction. But my message is about imagining the promises of God over your life. It is about taking God's word. It is about taking God's promises. It is meditating on God's word and imagining the goodness of God in your life. Not just a fantasy, not just a law of attraction. I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to stretch you, to say, start to use your mind to imagine the goodness of God over your life. Start to use your mind to imagine good things happening in your life. I'm not talking about law of attraction. And also, child of God, I'm not here to talk about vain imagination. The Bible says in Romans chapter 1, verse 21, When they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imagination. Then their foolish heart was darkened. Child of God, you can use your imagination in vain. I'm not talking about that today. I'm not talking about fantasizing, but I'm talking about imagining the good things, the good promises that God has in his word. I'm here to talk about God's goodness. You have not been given a spirit of fear. You've been given a spirit of power. I'm talking about God's love. I'm talking about imagining the power that is in you. Glory to you, Jesus. Before we move further, let's just take a back step and reflect on what imagination is. Imagination is the ability to form a pattern or an image in your mind of something that's is not seen or perceived, something that is not present, something that has not yet happened. That is what imagination is. It is creating an image. It is creating a picture in your mind of something that has not happened, of something that you've not seen. Another description of what imagination is, it is seeing with your mind what your eyes have not seen. Glory to you, Jesus. This reminds me of faith. Faith being the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Imagination is imagining, is putting an image, is putting a picture in your mind of the things that you've not seen, the things that God has promised you. You begin to imagine them. That is what I'm talking about to you today. Everything that we see on earth, 
started with someone imagining it in his mind. Nothing that we see today was not imagined first in someone's mind before it came into existence. Therefore, child of God, even your boldness, even your walk in boldness, you need to internalize it. You need to imagine it in your mind. You need to imagine that you are a child of God. You are the royal priesthood. You need to imagine yourself as God's masterpiece. You need to imagine yourself as God's chosen nation. You need to imagine yourself as someone who's more than a conqueror. You need to imagine yourself as someone whose needs are supplied by God through Jesus Christ. Start to imagine yourself. Meditate on the word. Stretch, stretch your imagination, child of God. God desires us to stretch our minds. God desires to stretch our imagination. We see this in Abraham. This is found in Genesis. In Genesis chapter 12, God comes to Abraham and says to Abraham, Abraham, I want you to leave your people. I want to make in you a great nation. I want to bless you. Abraham, I want to make a great name out of you. That is why even today we are preaching, we are talking, we are reflecting on the life of Abraham because God made a promise. He said, I want to make a great nation in you. I want to make you a father of nations. I want to bless you. I want to make your name great. Then God says, in you, in you, Abraham, all families on earth shall be blessed. And glory to Jesus, because when you go to Galatians, Galatians chapter 3, verse 14, the Bible says, through Jesus Christ, God has blessed the Gentiles, not just the Israelites on their own, but the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham. Glory to Jesus. You have received through Jesus Christ the same blessing that was given to Abraham. Glory to you, Jesus. That is why God made a promise then to actually say all families on earth shall be blessed. So God has made a promise to Abraham. Then God shows up to Abraham twice. The first time he comes, he says, Abraham, look outside. Look at the land to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west. Whatever you can see with your eyes, that I will give to you and to your offspring. That I will give to you. Whatever you can see. Then he goes on to actually say, Abraham, I will give you as many offspring as the dust of the earth. If anyone can count the dust of the earth, so will that be the number of your children. So will that be the number. In other words, Abraham, in other words, Abraham, I'm saying to you, I've made a promise to you. I'm now saying, imagine this promise. Imagine the dust of the earth. It is countless. You cannot count it. Therefore, I'm saying, 
as the dust of the earth is, so will your offspring. No one will be able to count the number of your children. Imagine, stretch your imagination. Abraham, you don't have a child at the moment. Sarah has not conceived. But I'm saying, imagine the dust of the earth. And as many as the dust of the earth is, so will your children be. He then comes again later and says, Abraham, Get out of the tent. He takes him out of the tent and he says, look to the sky. Can you count the stars? And he says, as countless as the stars are, so shall be your offspring. In other words, again, Abraham, I've promised you that I will make a great nation in you. But I want you to stretch your imagination about this promise that I'm about to release into your life. I want you to stretch your imagination. You don't have a child. Your wife has not conceived. Your wife does not have a child. But I'm saying to you, look to the stars. Imagine the number of stars that are there. As many as those stars are, that is the number of your children. That is the number of your offspring. In other words, Abraham, here's I've given you a promise. Now stretch your mind. Now stretch your imagination. Glory to you, Jesus. That is why the Bible says as well in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. All we ask or imagine. So God gave us the ability to imagine for a purpose because God is able to do immeasurably above, exceedingly above, exceedingly abundantly above all that we may ask. Glory to you, Jesus. He's saying here, whatever you may ask, whatever you may imagine. So God expects us to imagine. That is why it is here that whatever you ask, all that you may ask, all that you may imagine, I am able to do exceedingly abundantly above that. Glory to you, Jesus. So God, with Abraham's example, he demonstrates that I desire for everyone to begin to stretch their imagination. He wasn't saying Abraham fantasize. He wasn't saying Abraham applied the law of attraction. No, 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 no. He was saying, Abraham, I've promised you that I will make in you a great nation. You will become father of nations. But Abraham, step out. Count if you can count the dust that is as many as your children shall be. If you can count the stars that is as many your children will be. Now he's saying imagine my promise. Stretch your imagination. Glory to you Jesus. I want to pose this question to you. Have you imagined the promises of God over your life? Have you, in your mind, imagined, walked the promises of God in your mind? Have you imagined in your mind the breakthrough? Because, child of God, many people are praying for breakthroughs. Many people are praying for God to heal them, but they have never taken the step to imagine themselves walking in the promise, walking in the healing. Ah, ah, never have they considered, never have they imagined themselves
themselves completely healed. Never have they imagined themselves debt-free. Never have they imagined themselves driving that car that they have trusted God for. Never have they imagined themselves walking down the aisle and committing and saying, I do. Child of God, I am saying, begin to stretch your imagination on God's promises. Not fantasizing, not law of attraction, but begin to imagine Things that God has promised you, that you are trusting God for. Glory to you, Jesus. Like Abraham here, God stretched him. He promised him, but then he stretched his imagination. As many as the stars, as many as the dust, so shall be your offspring. Glory to you, Jesus. I'm challenging you this morning, child of God, that you need to begin to stretch your mind. You need to begin to stretch your imagination. You need to begin to see yourself earning that salary that you've trusted God for. You need to see yourself walking into that shopping center with your family. You need to see your children graduating free from drugs, free from whatever bondage. You need to imagine that. Stretch your imagination. God takes Abraham. He's got not even one child. And he says to him, as many as the stars are out there, imagine them in your mind, so shall be your children. Child of God, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that which we imagine. Glory to you, Jesus. Child of God, let me just take this a step further. There is a reason why God wants us to stretch our imagination. There is power in imagination. Take someone and say to that person, there is power in imagination. I'm not talking about fantasy. I'm not talking about daydreaming. I'm not talking about the law of attraction. But I'm saying there is power in imagining things based on the word of God, based on the promises of God. There is power in that. God's desire for us to stretch our imagination is premise on the power of imagination. A story is found in the book of Genesis chapter 11. This is the story of the people that were starting to multiply after the flood out of Noah's offspring. They have multiplied. They are multiplying. They are speaking one language. They've identified or they've discovered a way of building houses through baking of bricks and not necessarily using stone and rock. And they decide that they want to build a city for themselves and a tower that will reach, that will touch the heavens. And they're doing this for two motives. The first motive is so that their name may be known, so that they may be famous, so that they may be remembered. And here, already they are starting to challenge God to actually say, God, not your word, not your name be known on earth, but let our name 
be known on earth. And secondly, they are saying, let us build a city, let us build this tower so that we are not scattered, so that we can remain in the city. And this is in disobedience with God because a few verses earlier on, God had said to them, I want you to multiply, I want you to scatter, I want you to occupy the whole earth. And here are these people with wrong motives, wanting to build a city and a tower that touches heavens where God is, wanting to become like God, wanting to compete with God, wanting to be disobedient to God. And God then comes down in Genesis chapter 11, verse 5 to 6. The Bible says, But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. The Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language they've begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. The King James Version says nothing will be restrained. Nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. So here is God saying, I know the power of imagination. I know the power in imagination. These people are using vain imagination. These people are using imagination for wrong motives. What they are going to do will cause harm to them. Let me come down and stop what they are doing. Let me come down and scatter them. Let me come down and give them many languages, not just one language, because nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. That is the power of imagination. This is the power of imagination. Here, these were wanting to use imagination in vain, just like it is referred to in Romans chapter 1, verse 21. They are using imagination for the wrong reason, and there is power in imagination. Ah, uh ah, -uh, there is power in imagination. But can you imagine how powerful imagination is if it is anchored on the word of God? There is power in imagination. There is power in imagination. Nothing which they have imagined shall be impossible. Child of God, many sportsmen and performers understand the power of imagination. Before a performer goes on stage, he imagines the entire performance in his mind. Before the cameras roll, he imagines it in his mind. And by the time he gets on stage, it is what he is doing what he has already imagined in his mind. A seasoned golfer, before he hits a shot, before he takes a swing at a ball, he imagines where he wants the ball to land. He imagines the course the ball is going to take. He imagines where it's going to roll and for how long it must roll. He imagines all of that before he stands and takes the shot because there is power 
in imagination. There is power in imagination. But I'm here talking to you about imagination premised on the word of God. Imagination premised on the promises of God. Child of God, there is power in imagination. The house that I live in today is a demonstration of the power of imagination premised on the word of God, premised on the promises of God. More than 15 years ago, I imagined the house based on God's promises. I declared those promises over my life. I said, Lord, you said in your word, when the Israelites get into the promised land and occupy houses that they never built and occupy and harvest from vineyards that they never harvested, I am a child of God. I have received the same promise of Abraham, the same promise given to Abraham. I claim it for myself. I am going to possess a house that I don't qualify for, that on my own doing I cannot purchase. I am basing, I am imagining things. I am imagining this house based on your promise to the Israelites, and that promise is mine. I am basing it on your word that says, Lord, it pleases you when your servant prospers. I'm basing it on your word that says Jesus came so that I may have life and have life in abundance on this earth as well. Therefore, taking possession of such a house as this one is living life in abundance. And God being God honored that imagination because it was premised on his words. There were many verses that I was using, but for just for the sake of illustration, I used God's word. I imagined that house Every day I got up after I ran, I would walk around the block where I was staying at the time and imagine and describe this house, this house that I desired. And today I am living in such a house. Glory to you, Jesus. That's just one example. There are many, many examples that I have used imagination, stretch my imagination based on God's word. Child of God, God is not a respecter of persons. He can do it for you as well. He's done it for me many times because I stretch my imagination, premised, premised, premised on God's word and nothing else. Glory to you, Jesus. Child of God, like I said, God is not a respecter of persons. If he can do it for me, he will do it for you. He did it for one lady in the Bible, a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. This woman had tried everything. She had been every doctor and physician that she could think of, but the bleeding was not stopping. Instead of getting better, it was getting worse. She had spent every penny, but she could not 
see that in the results of her health. The Bible says this woman heard about Jesus. This woman heard about Jesus. She did not see Jesus, does not say she saw Jesus. The Bible says she heard about Jesus. And I know that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of Jesus. She heard about Jesus and then she imagined in her mind, she imagined in her mind that if I could walk behind Jesus and grab his cloak, I would be healed. So in her mind, she imagined the bleeding stopping immediately. She touched his cloak. The Bible says in Mark chapter 5, verse 27 to 29, when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, she thought, now this was a thought that was accompanied by imagination because when she thought of herself being healed, she saw herself not bleeding anymore. She walked into the promise. She saw herself walking healed. She saw herself walking the promise. The Bible says she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. If I just touch his clothes. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. Glory to Jesus. This woman, nameless woman, an ordinary woman, hears about Jesus, then imagines in her mind, that if I just come behind this man, he doesn't have to touch me. He doesn't have to lay hands on me. All I need to do is touch his garment. She stretched her imagination. I'm not sure whether she had heard about this before, but she stretched her imagination and thought, if I just touch, grab the cloak, his cloak, I will be healed. And immediately, she was healed. Where did it start? She heard the word. She heard the goodness and started to imagine this for herself and started to stretch her imagination. I don't need him to touch me. I don't need him to lay hands on me. I don't have to ask him. I know there's power in him. If I touch him, this bleeding will stop immediately. So as she was walking, as she was reaching out to him, it was playing in her mind that if I just touch him, I will be completely healed. Child of God, I'm saying to you, don't limit God through your limited imagination. Start stretching your imagination. Start breaking boundaries about your imagination. Start imagining things that are impossible with men, but possible with God. Based on the word of God. Father, you say in your word, I'm more than a conqueror. 
Start imagining yourself walking into a court case and winning the case. Start imagining yourself walking into a situation and winning in that situation because you've imagined things based on God's word and nothing else. Start imagining that greater is he, not just imagine, but believing that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And start playing that in your mind. There is power in imagining things. The verse I read earlier on in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 is an illustrator that whatever you can imagine, God can do better than that. You cannot out-imagine God. Whatever you can imagine, your highest, most impossible imagination of what God can do in your life is just not even a warm-up for God. It is not even a start-up for God. It is not even a starting point for God. It's not even the base for God. Why do I say that? Because when God created the heavens and the earth, when you read in Genesis, the Bible says, or my version of it says, God imagined the skies full of birds and living creatures, then God spoke the word. And just by speaking the word, there were countless species of birds and living creatures that occupied the air. God imagined the waters filled with fish and other living creatures. And he spoke the word. And countless species of fish, countless species of living plants and things took occupation of the waters, of the rivers, of the seas. And I'm saying to you, child of God, God just spoke one word, and a complex ecosystem came into existence. He imagined water filled with animals, and he just spoke the word, walked away. And he looked back, having spoken it, and he said it was good. Child of God, I'm saying to you, you can never out-imagine God. I am challenging you. The Bible in Psalm 78 verse 41 says, Yes, again and again, they tempted God and limited the Holy Spirit. Child of God, I am challenging you this morning. I am pleading with you today that don't limit the Spirit of God through limited imagination, through limited conceptualization 
of what God has in store for you. Speaking of wisdom, the Bible says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what the Lord has prepared for those that love him. And Paul say, we receive such wisdom. We receive such through the Holy Spirit. So, child of God, don't limit. I'm speaking to you this morning. Don't limit what God wants to do through your limited imagination. Jesus came to his hometown and the people could not imagine him healing them. They saw a carpenter's boy and just could not imagine. How can this boy who was a carpenter, who was wearing nappies the other day, tell us now that he's a healer? How can he now tell us that he's the Messiah? And they could not imagine. Don't use your imagination in vain. Don't use vain imagination. Don't use vain imagination. Begin to create the things that God has promised you. Create them in your mind. Imagine them in your mind so that they can begin to manifest in the physical realm because they've been given to you in the spiritual realm. You have all blessings, spiritual blessings have been given to you in that realm. Yours is now to bring them into manifestation physically by imagining things according to the word of God. Glory to you, Jesus. We thank you for your word this morning. We give all the glory. We give all the honor. Father, be lifted up, be glorified as Lord and as King. We thank you in Jesus' most wonderful name. Amen. I do not want to close this service without extending this invitation to someone who has not made Jesus Lord over their lives. I just want to invite you today to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Say this prayer with me. Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that... My sins are forgiven through Jesus Christ. Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come and dwell in me. Jesus, from today I am born again. I am a new creation. Heavens rejoice that I am a child of God. I am an adopted son. I thank you, God, in Jesus' most wonderful name. If you've said that prayer, you've said the best prayer you can ever say, the most important prayer you can ever say in your life, and you've made the best decision, do text us on the number that is showing there so that we can help you walk this journey and welcome you to the family of Christ. Glory to Jesus. Heavens are rejoicing. We thank you, God. In Jesus' most glorious name, amen.